Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Tyler's Take the Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Peters from the Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. And our topic for this episode is professional wrestling. We're going to kind of fantasy book, talk about certain storylines, as well as possible matchups from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, possibly AEW. Who knows what we'll get into. But this is just a sample of some of the things you're going to hear on the Rewind wrestling radio podcast because i'm normally joined with a lot of co-hosts that we have a panel where we discuss things such as fantasy booking what could happen or what could go wrong it's easy to do but it's fun to talk about and they have some interesting do i dare say intriguing theories about booking and creative and you've got to check out Speaking of that podcast, The Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast. Look out for new episodes on social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and YouTube as well. So don't miss an episode. We've got several in the archives to listen to on Anchor and Spotify as well, and video versions on YouTube with links. Just like I said before, let me repeat that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, the Figure Guys podcast is all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, too. They talk about your favorite LJN figurines. I've got an opportunity to be on that show to fill in as a co-host. And regardless, I'm just a big fan of what those guys do on a regular basis. But I'm not going to keep you too long because a lot of our attention spans can't take it much longer even if it's something we're interested in. So I wanted to try this concept out. To be honest, I watch more of NXT, so I may go more into depth and detail concerning NXT from uh, Wednesday, March the 10th. But I can kind of guess on Raw and SmackDown storylines, too. So I'll still mention that. We'll get into more of an in-depth discussion. So let's talk about a possible scenario currently between a former WWE champion in Drew McIntyre and also a former WWE champion in Sheamus. It's the battles of the Scottish warrior and the Celtic warrior. It's a battle of Scotland and Ireland and of two great friends who are more like brothers, essentially. But all is not well between McIntyre and Sheamus. If you've been paying attention in reviewing or watching Monday nights, talking about Raw, we should clarify that. Sheamus and McIntyre have been getting physical. They've been going at it, using still steps. Sheamus has interrupted McIntyre in the backstage area. It's carried out into the ring where officials cannot even separate them. I mean, they try, but you've got two big men that want to fight. It's like a pub on a special night between McIntyre and Sheamus. And I want to see this feud continue because I believe, and I have to really think about it because I'm not a booker. I'm not a creative person at all and not claiming to be. I'm on the outside. So, and I do admit I can be a Mark. So that much is true. But the case of McIntyre and, and Sheamus, let's get back to that. Uh, observation. What I'm witnessing from these episodes of Raw and and what creatives have in them do. 
I would like to see them continue the feud between McIntyre and Sheamus. It could go at least to WrestleMania. But have McIntyre face Lashley, even if it's not at WrestleMania. Save it till even after, but I think we may get it. You never know in the WWE or the world of sports entertainment, do you? We've learned this much as fans, haven't we, as part of the universe, the WWE universe we're speaking of, or at least I'm speaking of, I should say. Lashley definitely is in the mix, being the new WWE champion after him and The Miz have fought, and he just dominated The Miz. That's wise to how you need to book a monster like Lashley. That's the way he needs to be with MVP in the Hurt Business. So I totally agree with that. It's easier for me to say that after the point and after watching the episodes and the matches. But have Lashley and McIntyre for a WWE title match. And what if you have Sheamus interfere and cost McIntyre? You can continue that feud. I know it seems pretty simple, but just wait. And instead of going right to McIntyre after that, let's use this scenario. I don't want to overuse a lot of terms, but I can't help it by describing it to you, the listeners. Instead of getting the Lashley-Lesnar match right away, I think I want to see Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar first. And I mentioned this on, the, on a podcast that I do with some of my friends that act as a panel. That is the Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast. And uh, let me say that again, that is the Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast, because I, I noticed I didn't get the first part of that out. So uh, that's why I said it uh, again. I believe you got to have Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar first, and then give Lashley and Brock. If that's a thing, if that's a real possibility, which the money's got to be right, and Brock's a private guy, but he'll he'll do it if the money's there and the this creative is correct because that's a big part of it if it makes sense and i can't blame him for that the beast we're talking about the master of suplex city it, brock lesnar and with paul Heyman being the advocate or actually the tribal chief in this new role with roman reigns it would make sense but i would be down for a lashley lesnar match and even a mcintyre lashley you could even put Sheamus versus Lashley, change it up a little bit where it would still involve McIntyre. So I know it sounds simple and it's easy for us to say or, or me to have that opinion. It's a lot harder to do in execution and it may be easier to put on paper on a contract. So Edge will face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Of course, Daniel Bryant will have his opportunity at the Universal Champion Reigns at Fastlane, which is coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network, and it will be the first official 
event for Peacock. This whole deal between WWE and the NBC Peacock uh, network, which they made a lot of money. Can't blame them for this kind of business deal. There's always been that discussion, what's Vince going to do with the network and the library and all the assets they have and content such as a WWE network. And eventually that app, from what I understand, I don't know this for sure, will be done away with in April because WrestleMania is exclusive. There's actually a night of the NXT event, Stand and Deliver, that will, I believe, a Thursday night where it will be exclusive on Peacock. And the first night will be on USA Network as usual, as normal, for a lot of takeovers. But this is... I think different than even a takeover. It's just a big two-night event. It's NXT's version of WrestleMania. You could uh, compare it. And we're going to get fans in Tampa for WrestleMania tickets. Go on sale, I believe, this upcoming Tuesday as I'm recording audio for this very podcast. So there's so many different ways you can go about with Lashley, McIntyre, Sheamus, even Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan Edge. I kind of got off that topic going back to the universal title picture. I, I did mention Lesnar and Reigns. I would like to see that before Lashley and Lesnar, you know, even with Lashley and McIntyre and that title picture or Hunt. And Daniel Bryan, I would not be hurt for him to still be involved with Edge and Roman Reigns, but I, I do think you've got to give Edge and Roman Reigns one-on-one at WrestleMania, which, as it appears, is what's going to happen concerning that particular matchup. But I believe Jay Uso, and I've got to give credit to the host, Ted, off one of the podcasts that I do, because I think he may have mentioned this. So I want to make sure I got this correct, because he may message me and go, that's not how that went. That's not the idea I had. But I think it was along these lines. So i got to give him credit, because I can see this. Jay Uso turning on Roman because eventually he wants a shot. He wants to become a universal champion. So how about this scenario, using that idea? It's Uso that cost Reigns at Mania. I don't know that you pull the trigger at Fastlane. Now, that wouldn't be bad between Daniel Bryant, where maybe you get a Daniel Bryant versus Edge for the universal title. But I think you got to push Reigns to WrestleMania. So that's where I w- would agree You've got to have the big dog, the tribal chief, and it still in a match. Even if he's got a, you know, challenge to get back his universal title, but you keep it on him. Now they took away the the belt off McIntyre. You thought they were going to push him, then they switched it to Orton. They were, you know, changing up the formula. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, Orton's had the belt, probably just giving him more times because he he's been loyal and he's been one of the greats. I mean, Randy Orton, whether he's been a babyface, but a, Naturally, he's greater as a heel, as that bad guy. We're talking about the villain. I know that's inside baseball. A lot of the old-time wrestling fans and wrestlers, they well, they didn't want any fans knowing that or using that terminology, but it's it's been out there for so long. It's almost a lost cause, unfortunately, because we talked about this on that podcast on Thursday nights when talking about the Rewind Wrestling Radio podcast that Kayfabe is dead. I'm going to give a shout-out to Ref Amy Veronica from CCW, Coastal Championship Wrestling, and we'll talk about that. we got to plug them at the end of this thing. But how Kayfabe is dead, and with all due respect to Vince McMahon, it's been very well documented that it was due to Vince 
putting it out there, exposing the business. I mean, which I understand from a business standpoint and getting more families, more fans there. I'm not knocking Vince McMahon. He's had some great ingenious ideas. Now, people are questioning his creative currently with a very still product. I mean, there's been some good things. We talked about Seamus McIntyre, WrestleMania, it seems like Raw, SmackDowns get revived. NXT even has their episodes. But to me, I see why people are so high on that brand. Because not only are some of your big stars coming out of that system that Triple H has in place, and you can thank the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, him listening to a Pat Patterson, a Ric Flair, and having a William Regal, a Matt Bloom, who was Albert, some of these incredible trainers that were stars, that were either top talent, even if they were mid-card, they were big-time talent and new psychology and knew enough about the business to instill these values into what I believe is still a wrestling territory with all due respect, when talking about WWE NXT, I realize they're a brand, they're a big-time show. That's not a knock or insult on NXT. That's actually a good thing because the wrestling territories prepared a lot of tremendous talent that went on to work for Vince and that went on to WCW, all these big-time companies, and they became even better, more skilled, because they were able to travel and stay at least a long time, whether that's a couple of years, six months to a year, and hone their skills, their craft. And that's a thought that comes to my mind. Even though we have established talent, I know I'm getting off in the weeds here. It happens. But we did discuss the scenarios for possible booking creative for whether it was SmackDown or Raw, their side, it was the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship for SmackDown, the NXT Championship. We'll get into that because we're already discussing some NXT and it ties in with Raw and SmackDown. Damian Priest has been successful. Rhea Ripley is going to be outstanding. Some of these stars have that knack. Keith Lee, I, I believe the future's still great, but we're not seeing him on TV. I don't know. He could be injured. I know him and, you know, of course, Mia Yim are engaged. Another great talent. I don't agree with the whole retribution angle, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, that may be a good topic for another episode. I don't know if I'm going to rant about it. I try to be nice. I'd leave that to other people, but I might have to after a while. I mean, we have our things we don't like on any kind of TV show, any kind of sports program, and it's no different with professional wrestling or how they term it, sports entertainment. But yeah, I think that's the problem. And with the established talent, that's what I was getting at with Raw and SmackDown. A lot of these NXT people get lost because they got the training, but it's the way the gimmicks are given to them. And they're, unfortunately, it's the scripts. I mean, they've got to hit bullet points. I realize they can't just go in there without knowing anything what to say, especially if they're not good on the mic. But it's a handicap to them. And I know they have to grow in that department when speaking, talking, convincing somebody. It's about suspending disbelief. And unfortunately, without having fans, having that adrenaline, I believe that could be affecting creative. That's something else we talked about and referenced on an episode. And I'm going to keep plugging them because they deserve a lot of credit. I would have a podcast personally if it weren't for the folks at the Rewind Wrestling Podcast. And I mean that. And they brought up that point. 
we kind of, you know, piggybacked off each point, actually, because somebody else brought it up, and I kind of threw that out there as a question to them, and we kind of had a Q&A on it, which I thought the session was very good. And it just goes back to storytelling. I agree with some of the criticisms. It's too much like movies, which, you know, I'm not going to be so hard on. I, I get it because, you know, we don't want to see it become too Hollywood. But Vince McMahon's always been open about that, that possibility that we're going to make movies. And I think with we're seeing more cinematic style presentation in the formats due to matches. I mean, we had it with AEW just recently with Revolution, their pay-per-view. And we saw it with Undertaker, AJ Styles, a lot of the Bray Wyatt Fiend matches we've seen, or at least I can't even keep up with this character when we've seen it. I think it's been with both the Fiend and, and uh, the Bray Wyatt character. And I, I just think that's where wrestling's headed, especially how they want to you know, characterize it. I, I say clarify, but I mean characterize modern-day wrestling. Uh, it's hard to argue that because I'm just a fan. I'm, but you're always going to have things you don't like or enjoy as much. And, and we still need to have opinions, but have uh, smart opinions. You know, be intelligent. Don't sound like an idiot or too much like a mark because these people in creative know a whole lot more. I mean, that's obvious. That's evidence that we don't have the answers. But it's fun to fantasy book and have these ideas and things that you're kind of seeing develop on television. And, of course, behind the scenes, what's going on? Where the magic happens, as they call it, as they say. As far as the bookings concern, the creative decisions toward certain characters or gimmicks. A lot of people hate the term characters, but it is what it is. I said it. I should have corrected myself, had my own edit to myself and said gimmicks. Because I still prefer... It called professional wrestling. But that's just me, what I know. But as far as the NXT situation, let's go to that because we touched briefly on what could the possibilities, excuse me, that was a mouthful, the possibilities of Raw and SmackDown. Let me get that out. It happens. We're live recording the audio. So anything goes. We're live, pal, as Vince McMahon liked to say. I'm not going to do any impersonations. There's a time and place for that. And I want to make this a little more serious, but have fun at the same time. But going back to NXT, that title pitcher, I love the fact that Kieran Cross will face Finn Balor. It gives him somebody fresh, somebody who can rough up Finn, as talented as a worker as the Prince is, referring to Balor, the NXT champion. Not only is he technically sound with submission holds, he can come off the top rope, he's a high flyer. He can be methodical, pick up the pace. And Karrion Cross does a lot of explosive moves like that exploder suplex. He brings the physicality. He's legitimate. He's credible. He's believable. He's got the size advantage over Finn Balor, but Balor can still make it believable because it's not that he's that small, but compared to Karrion Cross, there's a noticeable difference. And it'll be a great match between two of the best. Because Karrion Cross, we've seen him start to get that push. And now this will only escalate with getting into the title pitcher with an opponent such as Finn Balor. And I like how Balor said it 
as it was going off the air on that March 10th episode of NXT from this past Wednesday, as I'm recording, doing the podcast, where he says, what took you so long to Karen Cross? And the cameras are going behind him. And there he is. There is Cross. And Cross, all he says is TikTok. And I love that. And Kyle O'Reilly taking on Adam Cole and this whole Undisputed Era storyline, I'm all for it. It's not going to really be any critique. I, that's not what I'm here for. I'm just here to tell you what I like personally and what I don't like that I'm seeing. But it doesn't necessarily make it wrong or right because we all have our different tastes. It's like any kind of good buffet if you can have them now. I mean, that's kind of my comparison to that, an example I'm using. And I like Jordan Devlin coming back to challenge Escobar. There I go with my words again. Got to pronunciate. But Escobar, that's why I'll repeat and sound like a broken record in case I couldn't get a word out. Goodness gracious. But yeah, Devlin Escobar will be a tremendous matchup for the between the two Cruiserweight champions. And Grizzled Young Veterans are one of my favorite tag teams. I mean, they're, they've got so many great teams with uh, MSK and... Reason Fandango, and there's there's so many of them, and Imperium coming, that's another favorite, so that's hard. I love a lot of what the European, the British-style uh, wrestlers bring, whether it's tag team or singles competitors. Uh, it's just something different and unique, but it's very credible, and I just enjoy it. So I'm I'm actually a big fan of theirs. I, I think they're great on the mic. I think... I like how they work. They uh, they can slow down the high flyers, but still adapt to their style, and that's what any great team uh, should be able to do. So I wanted to uh, give them a shout out, whether they necessarily needed it from me or not. I mean, just you know, a nobody, but I'm trying to become somebody. But it's all thanks to the connections I made that have been positive off social media. And uh, so we touched a little bit about NXT, and, and of course the women's. Uh, title scene. Tony Storm will still get another opportunity, but I love going to Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai for, you know, seeing if Gonzalez, what if she becomes the women's champion? There's that what ifs. Her and Kai just lost the uh, women's tag titles as quick as Regal could present them to Blackheart and Amber Moon. Not mad about that, but it's a way to change up their creative. And so that's fine. But I'm interested to get your feedback. What do you guys think? I mean, maybe you want a fantasy book. Give me some of your suggestions or maybe what to talk about. You can be very crucial to what I discuss, and I think that would be great. I mean, give me some ideas. Not that I can't think of some on my own, but everybody needs a little bit of help. Do they not? But I just wanted to take a little bit of your time, not much. I mean, you can laugh at me when I... I mispronounce a word. I, I can't remember anything and go, man, the guy needs his meds for this thing. But yeah, I wanted to plug the figure guys podcast, tremendous podcast. If you love figurines, I had wrestlers as toys growing up and what's your memories of them. Share it with those guys. They're all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, look them up. The figure guys podcast with a great David Fine, Zash Mann, Brutus Valentine. We've got a lot of, there's a lot of special guests. I'm co-hosting on the show, but it's not about me. It's about them. And, and of course, the Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast, Ted. We've got Phoenicius from Coastal Championship Wrestling on there as well. We've got Ivy from ACPW. Ted's also involved with ACPW out of Philadelphia. Got to give them a shout out. Great promotion up in the Northeast part of the country also representing CCW is referee Amy Veronica. 
And it's great to have the female dynamic because both women offer tremendous takes when going into the dialogue about what we liked about wrestling. But we're trying to change it up by doing more of this. How's the booking? Where do you think it's going to go? And I have to give credit to people like Ted or Amy that bring it up or Ivy or Phoenicius or maybe something off the figure guys or off the buzz. I've got to plug them of all things. I can't get off here without plugging a wonderful website that I've got the opportunity to share with an amazing team of writers and podcasters. That's called The Buzz. They've got sports. They've got wrestling. They've got movies, television, music. You name it, they've got it covered. That's The Buzz. Let me get a little more excited plugging all these important people. And I just want to give shout outs because I'm so appreciative and I can't do this without them, their support. And without the connections I've made via them. So there you have it, Jolton Joe, my mentor. So I don't forget anybody. Taylor Hendricks, Corey Machado, as well as Venetius and CCW. And I'll just say it, the great Pablo Marquez, if he's listening. And uh, just everybody that's been so supportive, and you, the listeners, my family, my friends, I want to thank God first and foremost. Should have started out with that. But I hope you've enjoyed it. I just, I know I went off into the weeds, off the rails a little bit, but that's okay. At least I got back to what I needed to be discussing when uh, talking about possible storylines that could go into matches. And I know it may sound simple because I, I'm not a booker. I'm just a fan. I'm just a mark. So what can I say? But Other fans may have some interesting takes, and I can't wait to hear you share that with me. And also to listen to this very program, Tyler's Take Podcast, it's simple. Anchor Spotify, and I'll give you more information, details when they become available on other streaming platforms where you can take a listen for either an archived episode or a new episode of Tyler's Take, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. This is Tyler Peters. That guy from Nashville, Tennessee, that wrestling fan. I'm a fan of a lot of things, but that definitely is one of them, pro wrestling. I would hope so. I'm talking about it. But this is Tyler Peters. This has been Tyler Stick, the podcast. Just some what-ifs about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, a little bit of fantasy booking, if you will. In the words of the American Dream, Desi Rhodes, no, no more impersonations. No, actually, there'll be a lot more, but just not on this show. But I've already went too long, said too much. I'm signing off saying goodbye for now. This has been Tyler's Take, the podcast.